Hello, this is Zach Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. We are really excited to bring you this teaching. Please open your heart, and if you can, your Bibles, and receive this word from the Lord, recorded live at Brazen Grace Fellowship. 3 John verse 2, as we dig a little deeper into this beautiful topic, Called prosperity. Say this, I am like a tree planted by rivers of living water. Say it again, I am like a tree planted by rivers of living water. Whatsoever I do, prospers. I'm not making that up. That's in your Bible in Psalms 1. Whatsoever I do. Say it. Prospers. Oh, come on. I truly believe this family. That God is doing something fresh and something new. That there is something specific God wants to release over us as a church. And us as a ministry extended all over the world. That there's a very special anointing for what God is doing in this moment. And I, 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 I'm not saying that the word is not relevant at all times. I believe God's word is relevant at all times. But there are certain times the anointing of God is behind a word. And I really believe God is behind this. I also believe God is behind this because the devil is going crazy about it. And there's movies being made and things happening right now that are going to attack the message of the blessing of the Lord and prosperity. And, And I'm sure there's people out there that abuse it and do all that kind of crazy stuff. But the truth of the matter is, I don't want to preach against it. If it's in the Word, I want it. Huh? In the New Covenant, we don't build our theology around experience. Our experience follows our theology. I don't look at someone that we did something for and it didn't work out and I go, well, I guess it's not God's will. God's will is not determined by what I feel, what I believe, what I saw, what I didn't see. God's word is true and let every man be a liar. You hear me? When we can be grounded, and I'm telling you because I'm preaching this prosperity message from the word of God. I cannot change what I believe based on what I see. So people tend to say, well, we prayed for so and so and nothing happened. It was their time to go. That is you building your theology around your experience. Yes. Yes. All right. With how painful. And I've experienced this many times in my own life. I would rather go with what God's word says. Rather than what experience said. I don't build doctrine and theology around my perceived idea of an unanswered prayer. Okay. So while I will grieve with you and I will cry with you and I will pray with you and I will believe with you and when things happen that don't make sense to us, I will stand with you and pray with you. It's my job to do so. But I don't want us to ever change what we believe about God's word. This is really important. This is really, really important. This is foundational. This is foundational. Say God's word is true. Say God's word is final. So if God, God's word says in 3 John verse 2. Beloved, 
I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. Even as your soul prospereth. Then I'm holding on to God's word. Hear me now. I believe that as this word is being taught and it's been taught for a while now. And as the glory that's upon this word grows more and more, we will start seeing things shifting, not only in our bodies, in our marriages, in our minds, but also in our finances. As this word is not just heard, but applied. As this word, because the glory of God is on the word of God. I don't know if you know that. Huh? The glory of the Lord is on the word of the Lord. And when, the word, when I say the word of the Lord, I'm not just saying whatever is in here only. I'm saying what God is speaking. Because you know there was a word before any letter was ever written. There was a word before a single dot was typed. Before the alphabet was invented, there was a word. So let's not just minimize the word to letters written. There is a word and his name is Jesus. In the beginning was the word and the word was before there could be a beginning. There was a beginning. He was there. Before the beginning began, he was the word. Hallelujah. So when you hold on to the word, hold on to the person of the word and what's revealed through him. That's why it says faith cometh by hearing or faith by hearing, hearing by the word of Christ. Who is Christ? He is the word personified. Huh? He is the word. Every written word bows to the person, the word. Oh, that's good. He's the word. The prophets pointed to him. The priest worshipped him. The old covenant concealed him. But the father revealed him through Jesus. He is the word. Oh, say, I love the word. Hmm. I love the word. Now that I have settled that God's word is final and we don't change what we believe based on God's word. And I have questions too, beloved. I have questions too. I have many questions. But my questions bow to the answer. Because at the end of the day, the answer is always Jesus Christ. He is the answer. He's not an answer, a answer. He is the answer. (coughs) If he is the answer, then every question finds its answer in him. He is the answer. So in the new covenant, we work our way from the answer, not from a question. Yes, sir. Huh? With that said, I want to explain to you as we teach prosperity... That we are looking at prosperity through the word. Now, I already explained to you what the word is. Okay? The word of Christ. Faith by hearing. Hearing by the word of Christos. The word of Christ. The word of the word. We are looking at prosperity through the lens of the finished work of Jesus. I will show you today from Galatians chapter 3 that even Abraham was blessed 
so that you the Gentiles could be blessed in the future. It says, God foreseeing that he wanted to bless the Gentiles, blessed Abraham. You and I were taught the other way around. We were taught that God blessed Abraham and then he thought of the Gentiles and blessed us. That's not what Galatians 3 tells me. God foreseeing the Gentiles. God wanted to bless you so bad that he found a nation that he could bless that through him the nations might be blessed. It was never about a nation. It was always about you. Hello? Talk to me now. Say, God's been thinking about me a long time. (laughs) We're looking at prosperity. Watch this carefully now. We are looking at prosperity through the lens of rest, not labor. Because there's plenty of people out there that will teach you how to make money. There's plenty of people out there who teach you how not to get into debt and all the good stuff. There's plenty of good Christian guys out there too. This ain't about that. <laughs> I don't know how to say that to you. This ain't about that. This is about prosperity through the lens of the new covenant. When Jesus died on that cross, he died for sin and everything that came through sin. And one of the curses that came through sin was poverty. Just like sickness. So if you have no problem believing that God died for me to be well, don't fight God. He became poor. Where? On the cross. How? He was stripped of everything. He lost everything. He lost everything. Why? So he could look like you. And then the great exchange. He is stripped of everything as he gives you everything that is his. So while I'm not against all the other things, and y'all need to be wise with how you handle your finances, I'm not preaching against that. What I'm talking about is not that. I'm going to preach through the lens of the new covenant, which means I'm going to preach finances through the lens of unmerited favor. (laughs) This is really important that you understand this, because there is merited finances. You go every day, 7 to 11, working for it. I ain't talking about that. I'm not talking about that. You get glimpses in the old covenant when God would say things like, I will give you houses you didn't build. (laughs) So if you're mad at somebody for believing for something crazy out there, it's because you're crazy. If you're mocking somebody that's waiting on a miracle, on a blessing, on a financial blessing that, and at no way, oh, disclaimer number one, if you lazy, you dumb. I'm telling you. This message is not to enable laziness. You, uh, you won't see a thing. I'm telling you. This ain't about laziness. This is about hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. This is about being led by the voice of God. I can say it because I'm living it. For 21 years I preached it. In faith. And here's the beautiful thing. 
I don't think I have scratched 1% of where God's taken us. Don't ever make age your excuse. Or can I get an up, up in age, Pastor? No, you ain't. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Say this, I'm blessed. Because he's blessed. God finishes the work and then creates you to be a benefactor of his labor. Adam was created to be a steward of what God made, not to create. Huh? Adam worked. Adam worked. Very important. Adam worked. You got to work. But Sweat was not in the picture until the curse came. Did you know that sweat was not allowed on the priest as he went into the Holy of Holies? Why? Because nothing of the curse could come into the Holy. Hmm? God wants you to work God wants you to take care of the garden God wants you to maintain his finished work but God does not want you to struggle and strive and burn yourself out ruin your marriage not come to church on Sundays I am so tired of praying for jobs for people that take them away from church Oh, God bless them. Oh, yeah, got a job. Praise God, Pastor. Where are you? Can't come to church. No. I understand some of y'all have to. I'm not judging you. You all go through seasons where we have to make some decisions. But I want to teach you today how to enter into the blessing of the Lord. That make it rich. Watch this now. Without painful toil. So how do I know if it is the blessing of the Lord or if it's the blessing of my labor? When the blessing comes without you doing anything to get it. When you know you should have only gotten this much for what you did and God gives you three times more for that same work. I'm telling you, we are entering a season of such promotion and prosperity as a church. When 2018 began, I knew it. I knew it started. I knew it in my spirit. Some of y'all are already seeing it. I've already had over five or six testimonies in this church of ours of supernatural increase. It's beginning. Where the acceleration kicks in. That's why I believe in favor. And I'm going to do a whole teaching on favor soon. Where you will do what you normally did. And yet you will see so much more. This is why it's important to look at prosperity through the lens of the finished work. God finishes the work and then gives it to you. God works for six days and he gives us the seventh day. You are not part of one, two, three, four, five, six. 
You just were born on six. He released you into your seventh day. Which is the day of? Look at your neighbor and say, every day is a day of rest. Now look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, rest don't mean you be lazy. It is activity that is controlled by the Holy Spirit. It is activity, it's work that's controlled by the voice of the Spirit of God. This is the way. Walk in it. Here is the open door. Beloved, if you're going to run into every door that open up, opens up in your life, you will run straight into the devil's door. Because open doors are not God's will. The voice of God is the will of God. And God will speak to you specifically and say, not this door, this door. Because you will go, Pastor, the Lord spoke to me. I'm supposed to be here on that. Well, I didn't hear nothing. And then when all hell breaks loose, that ah, didn't work out, Pastor. I don't think that was God. Don't lose the value to the words God told me. Because you're running after open doors and not the voice of God. Huh? The voice of God will always lead you into great blessing. Santos, I haven't even started my sermon. <laughs> Say this, I'm about to break loose. The shackles on my finances are broken. I'm about to break loose. Say this increase is mine. Can I say this real quickly? Brazen Grace is a church for all people. Please hear me. This is a church for the broken, the weary, the wounded, the quitters, the winners, the whiners. This is a church for all people. This is a church for the poor. This is a church for the rich. In Brazen Grace, you better be okay with sitting, someone ne sitting next to somebody that doesn't look as good as you. Because if you have a problem, then you're in the wrong church. I'm looking for broken people. I told my wife last night, if the folk that we're calling won't come, I'm going to hire a bus. Go get all the busted broken people downtown. Bus them into church every Sunday. And y'all be okay with sitting next to somebody that hasn't showered a few days. And you treat them with the value that God treated you when you stunk. And you have to sit next to somebody that's reeking with the smoke of pot. And to be able to love them just like you would love your own. You better hear me now. This is a church for all people. You don't need the right clothes to come to this church. Thank God. <laughs> Ravi should be clapping more than anybody else. It must have been cold today because Ravi got his pants on. 
People are wondering, he don't wear pants to church? It's because he wears shorts to church. No, no, he does wear clothes. <laughs> people online like you, you got church, people come to church without pants? <laughs> the first time I went to Ravi, I said, Ravi, I want you to start ministering and giving stuff and doing the offering and giving the word and I want you to work your way into the leadership. And he said, Pastor, I only wear shorts. <laughs> His beautiful long lanky legs. <laughs> I said, that's fine with me. That's completely fine with me. You don't have to change nothing. You don't have to be decked up and suited up. And you know what? Come in your suit. I like that too. If you got one, wear one. If you don't got one, wear what you got. Don't you love how all our tall people wear shorts? Jack, Ravi. I love it. Come just as you are. In Brazen Grace, when we say come just as you are, we mean come just as you are. We don't mean come just as we are. I've been to them churches. <laughs> when they say come just as you are, they mean come just as we are. So if I don't fit your way of dressing, then I don't work my way up to the front seats, if you know what I mean. Because that's for the, you know, the ones who dress up. Uh, and not in Brazen Grace. Not in brazen grace. My, my heart is not to raise a bunch of slaves. It's so easy. It is so easy. Trust me. So easy to be the monstrous leader speaking down at you. No. My mandate is to raise sons. Amen. So while I say come just as you are. It is also my passion to not leave you just as you are. You could be reeking with the filth of an outward smell or you could be reeking with the sin of an inside hidden secret. It doesn't make a difference. You're welcome. This is your home. But I can't leave you the way you are. I can't leave you that way. Because there's a destiny on you that needs to be fulfilled. There's a calling on your life that has to be. I can't afford for you to, living, to be living that way and, and doing what you're doing. I, there, I can't afford for you to be the same way because there's a purpose and a calling. There's nations that's in your womb. There's dreams and businesses that are inside of you. There are houses that are on the inside of you. I can't leave you that way. So while I call you to come up higher, it's not because I'm trying to make us all look the same way. I love you. And if you never change, I still love you I'm never going to ask you to leave no matter what you do what you don't do whether you change or don't change but I will every day standing here challenge you to be all that God says you are please hear me now I have convictions and you know them I have convictions Sin is sin and sin stinks. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't lose my convictions. But I will never raise my convictions about my passion to love people. Come on. Did you hear me? Yes, sir. Brazen Grace, we're not a church that teaches principle on how to make you good. Our first and foremost is to love all people. Not to love them with the motive of fixing them, but to love them no matter what and love them just as they are. 
We love you if you change, we love you if you don't. But please change. So while I am teaching prosperity, this is not a how to get rich sermon. This is a how to be a blessing sermon. And I'm taking so much time to explain this because people are going to take little clips and quotes from here and there and, ah, he's a prosperity preacher. I hate tags. I hate them. I hate when they say grace preacher. I hate it. I'm actually a Bible teacher. And I've chosen to look at the scriptures through the lens of Jesus Christ and Him only. So first, let's look at prosperity through the lens of the new covenant. Amen? Galatians 3, quickly. We've read Galatians and I want you to keep in mind right now as we are reading this that we are speaking in the context of prosperity. Amen? Yeah. Are you with me? Yes, we are speaking about prosperity but we're going to read this right now through the lens of the cross and in light of how it applies to prosperity. So Galatians chapter 3 verse 1 if you're there give me a loud yes sir. In fact, go ahead and do this. I know I'm not starting my sermon now. I've already started it. But just do it. Put your right hand on your head. Say, stinking thinking. You've got to go. Say, stinking thinking. You've got to go. I will not speak against the blessing. Or those who preach it. In Jesus' name. Amen. You said it, not me. You know how many people I disagree with that preach prosperity? Well, it's not my job to go there and bash and call me. I don't do that kind of junk. The reason I'm saying this is because there's a movie coming out. Listen to me carefully. There's a movie coming out called American Gospel. And the whole point of the movie is to tear down charismatic preachers and preachers of faith and preachers of the new move of God. Everything in me wants to operate in love as I speak of this, so pray for me. I am disgusted to my core when I see people do that kind of stuff. And the first clip is Joel Osteen, of course, easy target. Just whoop him. Can I say something honestly? I have been blessed by Joel's ministry. I don't have to agree with everything that is being said. He's a man of God and God raised a cameraman to be the largest pastor in America today. If that's not the gospel story, you tell me what is. So you watch your mouth when you go around there putting updates about Joel. Yes, sir. Or any of those other preachers. Because they are working hard to see you get blessed. And you can agree, disagree with the faith, with the faith community. Sometimes they preach messages that attack us. But I still won't do that. I won't do that. And it really bothers me. It really bothers me because I, I, know, I know there's going to be people that are going to be drawn to that. Where they take clips out of context and try to destroy the message of faith. 
I love how they will get the clips of the Christians suffering, my brothers and sisters that are suffering around the world, that are being persecuted. And they will bring those clips and will say, this is true Christianity. Those that are suffering. I don't want to say what is true Christianity and what's not. I just want to preach the word. In fact, if those suffering and poor are part of true Christianity, then don't send them your money and dilute their poor true Christianity. Why are you helping the poor? Because apparently being poor is being spiritual. So then why send your money and mess up their trueness? Huh? Let's learn to walk in a culture of honor. And I was telling myself this other day, I said, I want to honor these brothers who made this movie. It's the same people who write books like Strange Fire, Charismatic Chaos. Same people that are always looking to divide the church. Always looking to divide the church. I don't think that's of love. We're trying to come together in the unity of faith. The same people who believe that God only loves some and hates the rest of the world is the ignorant ones making this movie. Why don't you fix that foul doctrine from the devil before you attack the message of the blessing? Galatians 3. Verse 1. Oh foolish Galatians, what has bewitched you? That you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. Watch this now. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Let's replace the word spirit there because in the spirit or the working of the spirit is the blessing that we're preaching about. So I could, without changing the meaning, say to you, did you receive the blessing of the Lord by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? This is why I said what we're preaching is the new covenant prosperity, not the old covenant prosperity. Are you with me? In the, old, in the new covenant, God blesses you and then the blessing of the Lord or the goodness of the Lord leads you to repentance. It is not if you will change, then I will bless you. If you are one of those, you're going to be miserable because you're going to see a lot of bad people get blessed all the time. Are you with me? Are you foolish? Have you begun in the spirit and now being made perfect by flesh? How did you move from receiving everything that is yours in the spirit to now trying to earn it by your performance? Have you suffered so many things in vain? Talking to the church that were persecuted for what they believed. Verse 5, therefore he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you. Say the blessing is a miracle. miracle. Say it, the blessing is a miracle. miracle. It It is not earned. 
Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Watch this now. Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted, meaning what? The old covenant faith could only account righteousness to you, but new covenant faith makes you righteous. Okay? It was accounted to him for righteousness. Watch this now. Therefore, know that only these who are of faith are sons of Abraham. Now watch verse 8 really carefully in your Bible. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. Foreseeing that the Gentiles would come to faith. Any Gentiles in this house today? Thank God. Those that were not of the covenant, those that were outside, the Gentiles foreseeing that God would justify. It was always God's plan to justify the Gentiles. Oh, you missed that one. We were told that, oh, God first did this for the Israelites and the Jews. And then we got included into that. This one tells me that God foreseeing that the Gentiles would be justified blesses Abraham. Sue. Are you reading this with me? And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand. <laughs> it was always about you. It was never about one nation. It was never about one special exclusive people. It was always about God's heart for the Gentiles. Come on, somebody. My God. Saying, in you. All the nations shall be blessed. So then we, are, we who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Meaning what? Believing what God blessed Abraham with. Verse 10, for as many as are of the works of the law are under a curse. Poverty is a curse. It's not a blessing. For as many are as the works of the law are under a curse. Meaning if you're trying to get blessed by the works of the law, you're actually walking in cursed territory. You're fully blessed. You're fully equipped. You're fully blessed in high heavenly places. All things pertaining to life and godliness have been given to you. But yet you are walking in cursed territory. Because you're trying to earn something that God has already given to you for free. Okay, I got five minutes, so stay with me. Watch this with me. Ten, for as many as are the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all what is written in the book of the law to do them. What's the point there? The point is, you can pick and choose the law, which part you want to keep. You either keep all of it or you don't keep any of it. Because if you break one, you've broken all. Verse 11, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident for the just shall live by faith or the justified shall live by faith. And how does faith come? Hearing. hearing what? The word of Christ. Keep reading and then I'll finish. Yet the law is not of faith, 
But the man that does them shall live by them. So if you're going to try to earn your prosperity by the law, by your works, you're going to be stuck in a cycle of living under a curse. Never read Galatians 3 with prosperity in mind, did you? Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. One of the curses of the law is poverty. Christ has redeemed us. Shout it, I'm redeemed. That's not a shout where I come from. Shout it, I'm redeemed. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Fourteen, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. I'm going to say a couple of things to you and then I'll continue teaching on this next week. Are you learning something today? Say this, I am blessed, blessed. not by my works, works. but by the blessing of the Lord. Lord. True prosperity is not attained by pursuing prosperity. If you pursue prosperity, that means you're working. Prosperity is the fruit of resting. True prosperity isn't attained by pursuing prosperity. Write that down. It is attained by the revelation that you are already blessed. Are you with me? so much here and I don't know where to go. I'll give you Matthew 6, 33 and then I'll finish. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things. All these things shall be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Great. Read it with me. Ready? Read. But... Now I'm going to ask you to put on your sunglasses. Put your sunglasses on. Take the slave glasses off. The Bible tells us, Jesus said, for you will say the kingdom is not here, not there, for the kingdom of God is within you. How do you seek something that is already on the inside of you? How do you seek righteousness when the truth of the matter is righteousness is not right doing, it's right being. How do you pursue or seek something that you have already been made? To seek would mean you don't have it and you have to get it. To seek would mean that it's lost and you have to find it. I know I'm messing with some of y'all. I love you. To seek would to imply you don't have it and you have to get it. Obviously because the cross had not happened yet. For God made him who knew no sin to become sin. So that we through him might become righteous. So in the new covenant we don't seek it like it's lost. We learn about it because it's already in us. 
Because the more you learn that you are already made righteous, the less you want to mess around with sin. The more you realize that you're just as holy as God is, the more you will hate sin as God hates sin. The more you understand that the kingdom of God is no longer far away from you and not some place you go to after you die, that when you died in Christ, God put the kingdom on the inside of you and you realize that the kingdom is now in me. Everything that makes the heaven heaven is the kingdom of God. What makes heaven as blessed as heaven is, is the kingdom of God. You know where true Christianity is? It's in heaven. Nobody suffering. Nobody in pain. Nobody sick. Nobody being tortured. True Christianity on earth as it is in heaven. You are to manifest on the earth what you already are up there. I'm going to give you this, take it down, and then I'll, I'll continue this next week. There are three systems that pursue prosperity. Three systems. Number one is the system of the world, the worldly system. Number two is the religious system. And number three is the kingdom of God. Funny thing, all three systems want you to prosper. All three systems want you to have a good family. All three systems want you to do well. You will hear political speeches of how you should prosper as a nation. That's not the prosperity I'm talking about. What I want to dig into next week is the difference in the prosperity in the kingdom of God. And I'm telling you, some of you are going to come into... Some of you are going to come into a place of increase like you've never imagined. Faith comes by hearing. The solution was not, what do I need to do? It's hearing. 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 It's being in this atmosphere in the service, during the worship, during the offering, during the communion, during the word, during the ministry time, during the welcome, which is electric with faith. And you can feel all things. I can do anything. The worship can be electric. But sometimes when you go out there. You kind of feel like you lost it out there. But there's something about the word of God. When you receive it. That says hey even when you go out there. It's just as real. You didn't lose it. It's not gone. It stays with you. He became cursed. So you could be blessed. So I'll break off. Off you. Every effect of the curse. Be it sin. Be it sickness. Be it poverty. I break off of you. All the effects. Of the curse. In Jesus name. And may you manifest. The blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord. Do you receive it today, church? Let's stand up. I want to talk to some of my friends that are in this room and that are watching me right now. Some of you that probably don't even know 
the blessing because the blessing is not money. The blessing is not a house. The blessing is a person and his name is Jesus. And the blessing begins by you accepting Jesus into your life. He is healing. He is blessing. He is peace. He is love. He is prosperity. He is favor. It's all Jesus. And you can receive this Jesus into your heart today. Simply by receiving him and confessing him with your mouth. If you'd like to receive Jesus, those are my friends watching around the world. And if any of my friends in this room would like to receive this gift, this free gift, then quickly, loudly, with my friends around, pray this prayer with me out loud. Say this, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am, needing a Savior. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for washing me. Thank you that you love me. You show me how much you love me by dying for me. Today I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is my Lord. He died for me. He rose again. And now he lives in my heart. From this day forward, I am saved in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My friend, if you prayed that prayer, Jesus is now the Lord of your life. The blessing has come in and the curse has left. You are no longer cursed. You are no longer cursed. Brazen Grace, you are no longer cursed. Listen to me. If any man be in Christ, he is a... If you're a new creation, how can you have generational curses? How can you still have generational curses? People asking people to repent for their generation. You can't repent for your grandma anyway. You have been freed from the curse. I don't care if mommy, daddy, grandma, everybody was poor and the curse of poverty was on their life. You are blessed in Christ Jesus. Would you raise your hand for the blessing? In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare, you love the word. The word bears fruit in you. The word breaks the curse of poverty in you. Every spirit of lack is broken off of you. Every spirit of poverty is broken off of your life. Every spirit of sickness is broken off of you. I speak life in the name of Jesus. I bless your giftings. I bless your calling. I bless your anointing. May the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead give life to you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, you are full of life. You are talented. You are equipped. You are anointed. You have the energy of God. You have the power of God. You have the power to heal the sick. You are anointed to raise the dead. In your rest, you are blessed. In your rest, you are blessed. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the only wise God. To him, Jesus, be all the glory, blessing, honor, dominion, and power. Shout it out with me. Let your kingdom say it. As it in Jesus' name. Shout to the Lord if you believe it. Hallelujah. Say this. I am blessed and not cursed in Jesus' name. Do it again. I am blessed and not cursed in Jesus' name. Real quickly, who are you cheering for for tonight's game? Patriots. Patriots? Jesus? 
<laughs> Somebody said it this way. How many patriots in the Bible? How many eagles in the Bible? I'm going with eagles. <laughs> God bless you all as you enjoy this week. Look at me, church. It is important that you bring somebody to church with you. It is important that you bring somebody to church with you. You have to take it on yourself to welcome people to church. Amen? Amen. I love you all so much, so much. You are blessed. You're anointed. We bless, we bless you. We love you. Prayer partners, would you come take your place quickly? If you need prayer, come talk to one of our anointed leaders. Let them lay hands over you and break the yoke off of your life. We love you guys so much. I'll see you next week with somebody that you brought. God bless you. First-timers, first-timers, would you come see me with sweet Jamie back there? I can't wait to see you all. God bless you all. Have a great week. If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can repeat this simple prayer with me right now, wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord. I am yours forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for this teaching. We would love to hear from you. You can write us at ZCIM PO Box 592675, San Antonio, Texas 78259. For more information on ZCIM, please visit us at zcim.org or on Facebook and Twitter at ZCIM Official. God bless you.